this is DC TV episode 6, it's Entertainment Talks DC podcast covering Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I'm your host as always, Matthew. Joining me today is Robert. Hi Robert. How's it going? Not bad, yeah, I just uh, walked the dog in the rain, so that was not fun. Um, and yeah, I've been watching the DC shows this week. Uh, of course, as I said in the past, it doesn't cover Gotham because... Um, Natasha is going to be covering that. Just a quick note that if you go on the website today and you're using a like desktop browser, the categories might look like they're kind of all over the place because I'm sorting them out into different drop-down menus, etc., and I haven't finished yet. Um, I did tweet about it as well, so you can you know check that out if if you're interested. Um, and again, any kind of inquiries, suggestions about anything on the website, it's entertainmenttalkahotmail.com. But anyway, let's get into what we're here for today, which is uh, yeah, DCTV Episode 6. So this will be covering um, Season 2, Episode 2 of Supergirl, which we'll talk about first. So this is basically the episode where Superman leaves. Um, he leaves the city to go back to Metropolis. Um, I did write down... Where did it go? Um, so right, I, I just want to talk about the cities that we have. So we have Central City, Starling City, Metropolis, and Gotham. Am I missing any? Because uh, obviously Metropolis is Superman, Gotham is Batman. I always forget which one Central City and Starling City is. Um, the, well, Central is City is the Flash, Starling City is Arrow. Right. Which one is which one is Supergirl from? I don't know which. Uh, I don't remember. I actually don't think they've actually have they said it yet, even in that. I can't recall because I was thinking the about them as as they were uh, telling. Let me look real quick. Okay. Um, yeah, he Superman says he has to go back um, to Metropolis, of course, to see Lois and his son. Uh, which is understandable. He can't stick around forever. But I'm kind of wondering, like... I mean, you, you may or may not know whether he shows up again in the future, of course, because you're a few episodes ahead. But it's... I was kind of thinking, like, he can just fly back and forth. I know it still takes some time and stuff, but that could be a way to prevent him from having to stay out of, out of the show. I mean, I don't know if he turns up... I assume he'll maybe turn up in, like, the mid-season finale or the crossover or something like that. Um, or for the actual season finale itself. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting that he has to, he has to leave. I mean, it's possible that I can always... Hang on a sec. Yeah, I mean, it's possible they can always write him Hang in, on. so it's not you're like, like they killed him off. It sounds like you're sort of bubbling. You're, uh... Yeah, mind. I'm getting a little bit of lag of spike on my end. Okay, alright. Yeah, so what was you saying? What was, it, what was you saying about the cities and stuff? I was like I was saying, they haven't reintroduced him yet. I mean, it's always possible that I couldn't find a Supergirl show set in. I'm having internet problems here, so I'm lagging out a bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, he leaves the city, has to go back, and that, of course, leaves Supergirl on her own. Um... So at the start of the episode, a guy tries to punch Superman, and he makes a cool joke out of it, and he's like, 
he basically says, because the guy is trying to shoot him beforehand, and he's like, you know, if, if the shooting doesn't work, what makes you think the punch is going to work? Which is ties in with the kind of light side of the show. Um, so that was quite cool. Um, and then basically they go back to the base, and um, is it Hank Shaw, Martian Manhunter? If I'm getting that right. He basically says, I think you and Superman are Yeah, having, the uh, name of the person he takes over. Yeah. He basically is saying you guys are having too much fun, which they kind of are, but they're still getting the job done at the end of the day. Um, so he has to go back to Metropolis after. Um, Clara, Cara, sorry, tries to also speak to her new boss. Who isn't a particularly nice guy. I didn't pick up on his name. I can't remember them saying his name in the show. Um, but basically he's kind of saying that, you know, you have to kind of prove yourself and all this sort of stuff. But there was like a point in their conversation where he's like not letting her do the job. Because he's like, what, what should I do? What's my assignment? And he's like, you know, you, you don't work here. You, you can't have a chair. It was just kind of a bit odd to me, the, the way he was uh, treating her. Uh, especially since Cat's like Cat Grant's had suggested her and I like, moved her over to him, it, it was it was kind of odd. Um, so Kara then has a heartfelt chat with Cat Cat Grant, of course, um, who but she says that she's leaving and she's going off to do uh, something else because uh, she basically says that she feels she's done all she can for her um, for her company um and tells tells Kara that um that like she should see what she can do as well and like she tells her she thinks she's a journalist and all this kind of stuff um so what did you think of this conversation did did you did it move you <laughs> oh i think it made sense i mean somebody who would be in the character cat grant's position would you know you don't get to that position without being able to read people very well and get a sense of what they want to do, even if they don't know it itself. So that conversation makes the whole character arc from the first season a lot more understanding, because she was just trying to, you know, come and get her to where she needed to be yeah. as Cara Danvers. Yeah. Uh, I don't really, that they established the character in the first season made her seem, you know, more towards the business goal, but you know everything changes. So it's something that could be possible. They just didn't really explain it in a way in the series itself. Is what made the what made it to air is to be a logical choice. Now you know it's always a possibility that there was stuff going on. You know that they shot that they wound up not using. They would have explained that more. I mean, that's kind of the curse of television is that you basically film an hour and a half and then you got to cut it down to 44 minutes. Yeah. And so yeah, everything goes along and not everything makes it in. So it's possible they just filmed a scene or two that they decided not to use so it would have explained that a little better. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, I mean, it, it explained it enough, I felt. So, but yeah, there could have been maybe something missing. Um, perhaps something in deleted scenes we shall see. Uh, but yeah, it was good. It was a good. Um, do you think Cat's gonna come back at some point? It's possible. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's still her company. She's not, you know, getting killed off or anything like that. She, her oh, character yeah. is just taking a leave of absence. Mm. So it's one of those things they can do for an episode or two every now and then. 
Yeah, and I did hear that she was recovering for this season. Whatever we weren't told before. Yeah, because uh, because they've obviously had to move to a different uh, place to film. That she went up and did her scenes in bulk um, filming, so like she would maybe stay up there, I don't know, like a week or something, and then come back home for a week. I'm not sure how that would work exactly, but uh, but something like that. so yeah, the only other piece of note that yeah, I yeah, so DC related, but have you ever okay. have you ever seen uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I haven't. It's on my long list, but uh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but one of the seasons before they brought in uh, Danny DeVito as a regular, they shot him for a season, but they had a, he only had like a two week block to actually film, so they filmed two weeks of him. That was parsed out over ten different episodes, and so they just kind of work around that. So they're basically shooting out a sequel to future episodes. It is parsed built, filled in, so it might be something similar to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I as I was watching this episode and thinking about how good Flash was last week and how good Arrow was last week because it was a great premiere for Arrow, um, and of course Legends was on last week. Uh. I was kind of feeling like this show is, it's great, but it's just missing something. I don't know if it's the whole CBS to CW transition that hasn't quite clicked yet, or it's, there's still some sort of, you know, because it was on CBS last season, it made it feel different, definitely, uh, at least last season as well. Um, But how how do you feel about these kind of opening episodes as compared to season one? Do, Do you feel the same way? Uh, it's definitely getting better. I mean, it does suffer a little bit from not as interesting of writings, but that's this is the weird thing with CTV universe is that none of the really that main mainstream. I mean, there are no, you know, in the nerd circle, but outside of that, I mean, there was really like 20, 30 years ago. Right. Um, and it never it was more of a you know kitschy movie than anything else. It doesn't you know get rebooted every couple three years. Uh-huh. Uh, there's never been a Green Arrow movie that I know of. Um, there's no, never been a Flash movie up until the, the until the one coming up. Yeah, which uh, just you lost know, Legends of Tomorrow is just one like those comic book series. Yeah, yeah, hodgepodge and a bunch of characters together. Yeah. And that's something that you'll see coming up in future episodes of Arrow is they're just picking any any random ass, never really heard of this character, and just throwing it against the wall to see if they can kind of make it stick. Yeah. Um, but they're that, doing that with the heroes on the on the Arrow show, and then with the uh, on Flash, they're they're starting to have a little bit more fun with. The, the flashpoint and the after effects of that. Yeah. But they really um, haven't had anything come up yet. I, I'm quite interested in what Arrow's doing, and obviously we'll talk about that once we uh, get to Arrow. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it hasn't quite maybe clicked yet, and maybe the, um, the crossover will help with, with the with the show. Um, there's not much else I really have to say about this. Um, there was a kryptonite mold that was discovered by Alex and Wynn, and then there was some... I got the sense that they were trying to ship these two. Um, I don't know how that's progressed, of course, but um, 
it would be interesting um, if they, because they haven't really started that yet in Supergirl, the whole like shipping stuff. Like, you know, you have um, Elicity, which is obviously a very, not popular, but a very well-known one, because um, a lot of people don't like it, a lot of people do. It's uh, up to you. Um, and then, of course, you had like Laurel and, um, Laurel and Oliver, which that went the way that that went. Um, and then, of course, you had, what was it? You had, like, The Flash. He's had, like, Iris. And then you've got um, that detective girl that he was working with who had to leave for whatever reason. You had Patty. her as well. Patty, yeah. yeah. She, she was a great character, and I was really, I was kind of really bummed when she left. Um, I still don't quite know why or, like, the story behind why exactly she left, but uh, that was kind of a bummer. Uh, but, yeah, they haven't really started that in Supergirl yet, so maybe this could be... I mean, you had, uh, what's his name, James, and you had Kara. They kind of had something, and then Kara was just like, no, this isn't going to work out. Is it James? Yeah, James, he's the, the character he's playing is Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen, um, yeah. So, yeah, they, they shut that down pretty quick. I'm not really sure why. That's part of the thing with the Supergirl is I don't really feel like they've got a cohesive seasonal story. I feel like they're just kind of filling in holes where they need to think they need I, to fill I agree. in the holes. A, I don't quite know what this season story is yet. Like with Flash, it's obviously Flashpoint and the After Effects. Arrow, it seems to be like this new team that they've got and stuff. And we'll get onto what DC is doing later. Uh, listeners of tomorrow is doing later. Um, but yeah, they discover this kryptonite um, mole who's been was it selling kryptonite to somebody else or, or leaking it out or something? And uh, so yeah, that that was good, and I I don't know I didn't have that much else to, to say on this episode, Supergirl. Uh, unless you had anything else. Yeah, the mole is basically redirecting the kryptonite to Cadmus, which they have introduced in the show, but they really haven't done a whole lot with outside of creating the metallos. Yeah. And I did find it a little odd that they created multiple ones for the sake of creating multiple ones. Mm. Um. The past that, they really haven't, and that's, you know, me being a few episodes ahead, they really just, I just don't think they know what they're doing exactly. Yeah, it's, it's difficult with Supergirl at the moment, um, but I, I'm sure eventually it'll find its feet, um, so, so we'll have to, we have to see how it goes, but uh, it's not a bad show, it's definitely not like Arrow Season 4 bad, um, but it's like, it's just not quite found its feet yet, I would say. Yeah. Um, Alright, moving on to The Flash, which was a great episode, I, I felt personally, again. Um, I, I, I like what they're doing, and I... When, I, when a lot of people are saying, oh, Flashpoint is only one episode, it's kind of not, because it's still, like, you're still getting the after effects. Like, the... I guess the Flashpoint situation was one episode, but now it's, like, sorting out the after effects, because there's some things that have happened, which, of course, we'll talk about in a minute. Um, so Barry continues to try and work out what's changed and what's different, um, and work out the mystery between Iris and Joe, because the, eh, because at the end of the first episode, they're apparently not talking, um, which was a surprise to me, so that was, that was a cool little, cool little thing that they changed. Um, Cisco isn't coming up with villain names anymore, because he is upset, of course, about, um, his brother dying, which Barry has to then find that out, uh, well, not dying, he got run over and he unfortunately died. Um, I briefly remember his brother from the first season, uh, or the second season. Was it the second season? Cisco's uh, brother? 
a couple of times. I, I, this is, I want to say he was in both seasons, because I know he was in the first season, because he got kidnapped to rebuild the cold gun, and I know that was season one. Okay. And then I think in season two, one of the breachers looked like him, the dude with the hockey stick that shot energy out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember him being in the second season, so he must have been in both. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Cisco isn't coming up with villain names, and the character seems particularly down. At this point, I was like, is Flash losing its kind of um, lightheartedness? But it was just for... I think it was for the sake of the story, they kind of had to have it like that if Cisco was going to have this thing happen to him. Like, you couldn't make anything lighthearted out of his brother dying, of course. Um, Barry then arranges a dinner and tries to get everyone together and, quote, bonding, um, which half worked out. It was, like, a bit of a failure, but it wasn't like, there wasn't like, um, you know, everyone turned up and they at least tried, so it wasn't a complete failure. Um, Cisco's brother was run over, um, and asks, sarcastically asks Barry to go back in time and fix it. Which Barry then gives this, for a split second, I felt like on his face he was like, I could do that. And then it was like, I th- felt like he, on his face he was kind of like, no, nope, not after what I've just like kind of changed now. Um, that would be uh, a bad idea. Um, Barry then continues to try and fix the timeline and finally has a talk with the rest of the group about it, which is where he explains um, with a nice little a nice little mini presentation that was quite cool. Basically shows that like the original timeline and then pre and post his mother's death what what happened uh, and then basically I, I'm glad that they did this in this episode because during the episode I was kind of like Barry who, you have to start speaking to these people about what's happening and you have to like sort this out you can't just keep like winging it essentially and to sort of uh, I'll, I'll sort of fix what I can I'm glad that they had this conversation and that the characters understood <clears throat> um, so what did you think of all the stuff that happened I thought it did a lot of explaining. I'm trying to remember if I'm getting him confused. Was it in the Arrow episode or the uh, Flash episode where they had uh, uh, Felicity Smoke in as a cameo? Oh, yes, he does go to... Before he has this chat with the group, he does go to Felicity and he... um... It was kind of a funny scene. He's, he like runs up to her, of course, because he's a Flash, um, and starts like really quickly explaining to her. And she's like, you know, when someone says something to you so quickly, and then she's like, slow down. And she is like, she's like, explain what happened. Uh, so yeah, this this that one where, where she shows up. Which, which yeah, I like. yeah, so. the whole changing genders of the baby really made no sense to me whatsoever. Um, that did the, uh, with me. The, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the Diggle character who had a daughter named it after Sarah Lance, and now it's a boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're doing that at some point as to why, but I'm three episodes ahead of you, and that still has no sense to it. Okay. All right. Uh, I kind of agree with you in part last week where you said they're changing things for the sake of it, but I feel like they have to make enough changes to make this storyline worth it. Like, if you just changed one thing and had... Let, let's say you go back and it's just Iris and Bar- uh, Iris and Joe not talking to each other. I feel like that would not be enough, like, worth it. Mm-hmm. If you get what I mean? Like, it's good that they've made these changes because, you know, Butterfly Effect can have big changes. Um, but it's also strange at the same time that all Barry actually did was stop his mother from dying. 
and then like Cisco's brother dies and Iris and Joe aren't talking. But then I guess as times progress things have changed in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. because uh, it's not like he I don't know, it's not like it caused the uh car tire on the car that ran over Cisco's brother to be popped or something. It I mean it hasn't been revealed quite how how he died, but like we we know he was run over but it wasn't like was it just a massive accident or was it something wrong with the car? Do, do you get what I mean? Yeah, they never really did explain why he died, only that he did. Mm. Um and that that's always been my peeve with things like that is I've never like change for the sake of change mm. it's like um yeah you know now the brother's dead obviously that has reasons that they'll get into in the future mm-hmm. uh, hopefully uh nothing that i've seen as of yet explains why uh but then you know the baby change and then the oh, joe and irish not speaking to each other um that'll get sorted out on some level and explained on some level in the future i'll just mm-hmm. say that Okay. Um, I didn't particularly like it, but that was more from a writing standpoint than an actual plot standpoint. Okay. And once you get to that episode, you'll see, and then we can go from there. All right. Um, there's also quite a cool scene in, I think it's this episode, I'm sure it is, where he's fighting against Rival, and I think um, he punches Rival, he flips backwards... Uh, no, it was he. Rival went to like stab Barry. Of course, it wasn't going to die because then it wouldn't be the Flash. I mean, you you could have Wally West, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He goes to stab Barry, and then Vibe turns up and uses his vibes. What's the energy called that he uses? It's a sonic energy wave. Oh, sonic energy. Okay. I don't so think he, he uses... has a name for it yet. Yeah. Uh, so he uses that and gets um, Rival off of Barry, and then they kind of like float him back and forth until Barry punches into the ground. <laughs> so that that was quite cool. Um, and it actually played it in slow motion as it kind of would be. Uh, so so that was really awesome. Um, I hope we get to see not too much of Vibe. I don't want Cisco to be walking around as Vibe, uh, but him to like show up and help Barry when when needed, uh, which was what the scene basically was. Um, and I think that's that's all the notes I have for the episode. It, it, I, I like what they're doing here, um, and it'll be interesting how it affects the other shows and um, what is going on with like Laurel. Because I know that she's been made as a season regular, which is strange, uh, especially since if you're going to be regularly cast and you're not in the first two episodes of Flash or Arrow, I'm kind of I'm, I'm a bit confused, but. Maybe we'll see some more of that. Uh, but Sarah's Sarah's one of my favorite characters at the moment. I, I like her quite a lot. Um, so should we move on to Arrow? Because I think we mm-hmm. talked about the Flash. I, I like what they're doing in the Flash. It's very good. Um, <clears throat> so Oliver trains some new characters, and there is a big online metaphor, which in a flashback we see... Um, Oliver is basically doing the same type of training, and maybe it's something that he's like kind of adapted to train new people. Uh, and basically, this was kind of a shocking scene to me because um, they basically work as a team to get past the Oliver in this situation, like the person they're trying to get past. Oliver rings the bell, and he's the only one that does it. 
and then this character comes out and just kills the rest of the people that were in the in the team. It's almost it was almost to me like, alright, Oliver's rung the bell, he's good enough, none of you are because you didn't get there, so we're gonna just kill the rest of you. Uh so what did you think of that? Uh well I did like that scene. It was appropriately dark for the character and and I know I've gone on record saying I don't like dark for the sake of dark. Yeah. Um and I do hope that they lighten it up a bit, but given the headspace where he was at at the time, it fit. Um but it wasn't yeah. so much worthy cuz he was the only one being uh prepped for, for joining Bravda. Um, it was more of teaching him a lesson of people are just things to be used until you're done with them. Yeah. So that's where they were really going with that. Cause, and then looking at that, thinking back to season one of Arrow and how he just pretty much used anything and anyone makes that have a lot more sense. Mm. Still didn't like it, but at least it makes sense now, which is always a good thing. Mm. I, like, <coughs> excuse me. I like the way they're using this in like you know flashback and then in this season five present time episode as a way for him to train these other people obviously he's not going to kill the others if they don't rebel he's not because he's trying to recruit people not kill them uh, but yeah they, they do that for a long time and it's oliver's getting really like serious with it and then felicity kind of steps in and um, tries to kind of convince him to calm down and be not more lenient, I can't remember exactly what they said to each other, but it was sort of like, you're being a bit too harsh here, what was kind of the, the vibe I got. Um, Bear, what did you think of these kind of new recruits that, that he has? Uh, they're interesting, they're all named characters, I forget if we went over this last week or not, and it's a minor bit of a spoiler, but these are so obscure characters that it really doesn't affect it, I mean obviously... The Wild Dog character is Wild Dog, because they've already yeah. named him that. Uh, he, he's the, the guy, right? Not Curtis, the, the guy. Yeah, the hockey yeah. mask guy. The one that interrupts when he's all of it, tells him not to. Yeah, the the lady becomes Artemis, which I have vaguely heard of, because okay. she was a character in the Young Justice animated series. Right. Um, and then Curtis becomes Mr. Terrific, which I had never heard of. I actually had to Google him. And figure well, out what the I hell was going on. When I first heard that, and I saw an article saying that he was going to become uh, Mr. Terrific, the re- the name rang a bell, but I couldn't think at the time who on earth he was. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Terrific himself. I knew who Curtis was. Uh, but yeah, it makes sense that Curtis is going to join the team in a more, more in-depth manner. Um, Thea is kind of... Is she like the mayor's assistant? Oliver's assistant as the, as the mayor? She's kind of the liaison for the mayor. She's kind of like the buffer between Oliver as mayor and then Oliver as Green Arrow. Mm. Uh, I'd rather she go back to being speedy, but given everything that her character went through, it makes sense that she wasn't doing yeah. that. At least at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've kind of, you know, uh, retired that suit. Mm. Uh, but I guess if they, they need the whole team... That- whole team would step up you know if it was like an emergency situation um i did, yeah, this is this is kind of a light spoiler from something that i've seen but i did see that diggle gets a new suit um which that was posted all over the internet that i saw like, like a new yeah or something like that because the, the uh, diggle storyline takes up a good chunk of the next 
three episodes, so I'm not like going to spoil anyway. any of that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I do like his character for Sentinel. I don't know if that's even a, an established character or a new character. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he'll he'll have things happen going on. I'm not going to spoil any of that because cool. it I, is. I like it's not too. like you know you know naming the character you know Mr. Terrific because that you can see in pretty much any posting on it. There's ads up for it, and it's on the, the IMDb page. Um, the plot points that, that there's a lot that's happening with Diggle this year, at least okay. for the next three episodes coming up. So I'm not going to spoil that. All right. Um, but yeah, he's kind of the can set all of us straight kind of thing, like in a more controlled way than what Felicity can. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying she doesn't have control over him, but he'll kind of be the tougher version of that. Like Felicity will try and calm him down in a gentle way, and Diggle will like be not like shout at him, but he'll kind of be the more aggressive version of that. But when it's appropriate, he'll do that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of the difference between uh, the carrot and the stick, if you get that analogy. Okay. Um, so yeah, they have the on the line, on the line metaphor, which I quite liked, and it was cool to see some some little fight scenes and Oliver just beating them up, especially the first go, they just basically just run and just hope for the best and then they'll get taken out. Uh, so, and then we see some more Prometheus, which I'm interested in this character, I just wonder where they're going with this, uh, especially given the end of, uh, was it the, no, I'm thinking of Legends. Um, when he's, re- he's revealed as a new character, um, this guy, the actor was on Blindspot, um, I think you might recognize them from Blind Spot as well. I don't remember that. I, uh, you know, being a couple episodes ahead, I forget exactly which character it was. Okay. He he was the one in Blind Spot that was helping with the tattoos when he shouldn't have been. Oh yeah, him. Yeah. I I'm I'm gonna have to rewatch that episode because okay. I don't remember him getting revealed as that. Hmm. I, I I'm sure it was his character. Um, yeah, he is. Uh, he's revealed as Prometheus. Um, uh, so what do you what do you think of the character so far? He's kind of come in and killed. He killed that guy in the in the premiere episode. Uh, I can't quite recall why. Um, it was like the reveal of him. He sort of this this guy's on the phone saying to his wife, or whatever, like I'll, I'll be home soon, and then Prometheus just like jumps off the building and kills this guy. Yeah, he's kind of an odd duck. I mean, he pops up very infrequently so far in the season and I've yet to figure out his real motivation in the show. Yeah. Uh so I don't he, know where they're going. He has a talk with Oliver or Green Arrow um and kind of like almost joins forces cuz then at the end he also um attacks I'll just say Tyrese because I can't remember the guy's name. Uh you know, Chad Coleman's character. Um and then he says to him, like, if you go and try and kill um Green Arrow, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh so, so it's interesting what they're doing with him. I just wonder exactly is he gonna be like a a Punisher or like a Dwight type character who's a bit of an anti hero? It's hard telling. The the next episode for Arrow that's on my side is supposedly the big reveal for that character. Okay. Um, and it's one of those things that I don't know if he's meant to be like the Azrael for the Batman series, just kind of like a like a anti version of that character. Oh, I didn't think of that. 
Yeah. Or they, had, they be... had Azrael in Gotham for like mm-hmm. 10 minutes. <laughs> um, or if he's going to be like that some... in, Not to talk too much about Gotham, but once they had done that in Gotham, I was really happy, and then they just like... I, won't, I can't quite remember exactly what happened to him, but then he was just no longer Azrael. I was like, oh, right, you've taken away this really awesome character. Um, so yeah, yeah or he... My uh, my main theory, and it might get you know proven wrong next week. My main theory is like he's some weird evil al- acolyte of Malcolm Merlin, and that this is like some weird punishment for disbanding, getting the League of That's Assassins possible. disbanded. I mean, Malcolm Merlin's um, a bit like the uh, little finger of the show, where he, you don't quite know what he's up to and what his like motivations are. Like he cares about Flea, and he'll do everything he can to protect her, including making her kill Sarah. Um, but he, he's kind of that character of this show, I feel like. Um, so, what, was you done with your, with your point? Yeah, I, just, I was just going to say, maybe he's like some weird evil acolyte, and then that's how they rebring that character back in, but okay. the big reveal is coming up for the next episode, so it'll be interesting to see where they go from there. Okay, that was my door, so I'll be right back. Yeah, I'm here. Cool. Um, so what was, what was we talking about? Uh, the... We just finished up Arrow. Okay. Alright, so moving on to uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which was the season uh, premiere for season two. I, I like this episode. I thought it was fun. It had an interesting opening. Um, I didn't read... I didn't catch the... In the bottom left, they usually have where it is and what time. I missed the, like, what year it is. I missed what it said, but it felt like a kind of Victoria, London, England? Yeah, it was, I want to say mid-17th century. is basically in the era of the Three Musketeers. Yeah. I'm not that familiar with the Dumas book, so I don't know exactly what the time frame is. I know mm. it's at some point where there's swords and guns. Mm. But now you get what I was talking about when we first, when that premiered over here, and I was talking about the whole Sarah Lance character and the, how they were kind of doing weird scenes with that. I, I guess I get what you mean. Could you kind of elaborate on that? Oh, I was just I was really confused as why they were taking up so much time in the episode, just reinforcing the notion that the Sarah Lance character likes women. I mean, that was well-established in Arrow, and that was well-established. I get what you mean now. Um, That kind of confused me as well, because she's, like, doing whatever she's doing with this other woman, and then the other other guy's all fighting, 
But she comes out of that room very quickly, unless there's some, like, four-minute time jump or something. But it's like, she starts kissing her, and then it kind of flicks back and forth between the guys fighting and her kissing this girl. And then as soon as they're done fighting, she comes out, and then she speaks to, uh, is it Jefferson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jefferson. And then there's this other guy there, I think, and then she's like, oh, she's all warmed up now or something, and then Jefferson's like, Jefferson's like oh, I bet she is. I was, like, really confused as to, like, the how much time had passed and, like, what exactly had happened. Like, I, I was just a bit confused with that like yeah the guy was the king and how did Jefferson I... know as well or, or was that part of her mission I was I was just wasn't quite clear on what was going on yeah the whole scene was just confusing yeah I mean apart from the fight scenes which which were pretty cool and then Jefferson like falling out the window and stuff and then um him like ju- I thought it was quite cool him jumping off to um Professor Stein and then they um transformed into Firestorm um, mm-hmm. I'm surprised how well I know some of these names because in in Supergirl at the moment I'm kind of struggling with the names a bit um, as opposed to like Flash and Arrow. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a very cool opening and they kind of needed to do it uh, to show to show off this kind of team. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of a bit confused as to the whole Sarah stuff. Obviously, I wasn't confused as to what she was doing. I was just confused as to exactly why and like how, especially how Jefferson knew. Like she just came out the building and then he just kind of commented on it it was strange but anyway uh so the group's on a new mission because of course they're not dealing with vandal savage this season because that was all of last season and it got i felt like last season went a bit long and i was like you still haven't killed this guy and he still hasn't killed you i mean he killed cassandra and then he didn't and then he killed hawk guy and then he didn't um and they're not apparently they're not in this season hawk guy and hawk girl no, they're not in the season. Uh, so I don't know how much they'll be missed. There's still, obviously, a lot of characters. Um, so the group's on a new mission. They meet Albert Einstein, which I, I was quite... It was quite cool. A cool little interesting bit of casting. I had no idea the guy who plays him. Um, but what did, what did you think of the interpretation of him? <clears throat> I thought it was interesting. Um, they do a lot of weird stuff in that episode that they continue out through the season. Um, right, and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about in you know for future episodes. But the the theme that they seem to be running with this year is just juxtapositioning you know things from our current century to past centuries as a criticism. Right. Um, and they did that with uh, the Einstein character, how his, secretly his wife was just as smart as he is, and was doing all that, and that concept and that theme has been dragged out over the last few episodes, so... Yeah. I, I thought it was quite cool, his little conversation with um, Professor Stein, and then he was like, oh, I have so many questions for you and all this, because obviously he's a big fan. And he was like, um, I want to talk to you about this paper that I published, and then Einstein's like, I haven't even finished it yet. So I thought that was quite funny. Um, just a funny little thing. Um, but Oliver, Oliver turns up as well in this episode, which I thought was quite good. So a good week of, like, crossovers and stuff. you got Felicity turns up. Not, like, massive crossovers. You haven't got, like, Arrow and Flash fighting together. But this is kind of the nice little touches of, of crossovers where you have um, Felicity turning up in The Flash or Barry going to her. Uh, and then Oliver turning up in Legends, which, which I didn't expect until I saw it on the internet anyway. Um, 
It just said like Stephen Amell's guest starring in the episode, so I knew it was happening, but I didn't know. I didn't know what his character was there to do. Uh, so he turns up and asks Heatwave what happened because Heatwave is first of all he's in like the medical bay kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, and then they wake him up and ask him what happened, and Heatwave is uh, explaining to them. Uh, the group have a big fight with Nazis, and Damien Duck shows up. This is when I sighed because I was like, really, you. Spent season four dealing with Damien Dark, and he's here again. So, uh, and his character—I don't know what it is about Damien Dark's character. There's nothing. There's nothing against the actor, but he just kind of just annoys me. Uh, it may have been to do with the whole fight with Sarah, what happened with Laurel. But what do you think of Damien Dark being back? Uh, you better get used to it. Is all I'm gonna say. I kind of already am. <laughs> I'm just, you know. Well, because I don't want to spoil it as to where they're going. Um, It'll get explained a little bit more in the next episode. And the next episode, they start something and they have yet to finish it. Right. But they're trying to set up something really interesting. And all I'm going to say is, is that the potential for interesting is there. But the episode after the the next one that you're going to see, they kind of take a break from it, which was really uh, weird. Yeah, uh, it makes sense as well, given how this episode ends, which was very cool. But we'll get to that in a minute, of course. Um, but yeah, she has, she has a yeah, he has a fight with um, Sarah, and I just kind of like obviously it has to do with her anger, and maybe there's a bit of that. Um, is it bloodlust or that kill lust kind of thing that she got from the Lazarus pit? I can't quite recall exactly what it's called. Um, I, I think it, it, according to from at least what they've established in the universe, it's the desire to punish whoever killed you. Yeah. Um, which that is going to be an odd thing because she never really showed that towards uh, uh, Thea. Thea Lance's character mm. in, when she was on Arrow for that little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I go. But yeah, I think it's just more like revenge for her sister's death. Mm, definitely. Um, but yeah, I was kind of like, I knew that Sarah was obviously wasn't going to kill him. I, I knew they weren't going to kill each other there, and then it would have been too early for, for something that big to happen, I feel. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting little fight. He kind of, he was beating her at some point, but he was also, kind of, I felt like he was kind of toying with her as well. Um, so what did you think of the of this like fight scene? Because it wasn't just them two; it was like everybody else kind of doing their thing as well. Yeah, it was an interesting fight scene. They definitely given up trying to be stealthy yeah. with the use of their powers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, past that, I really don't want to say because there are some big reveals coming up in the next episode, mm-hmm. and anything I say is going to spoil that. So. All right. All right. Um. But yeah, I don't know how this team can be stealthy, really. I mean, they have, like, two guys that shoot fire. Rory has, like, this revolver space pistol thing, um, which I barely see the bullets come out of it when he shoots. It's almost like he's firing blanks. It, it just looks strange sometimes. Like, I see the little blue blast a couple of times, but sometimes I don't see it there. And then you've got... Um, Atom is kind of Ant-Man and... He can like be almost Hulk size and then be normal size as well, so that's that's kind of interesting. I, I like his his kind of character. He's kind of fun. Yeah, he's a weird hybrid of uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man, and Ant Man. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, person. Um, so yeah, they have this fight scene, and then the ship is attacked um, by these rockets, and then the group are kind of scattered around time, and if I recall correctly, Sarah is being treated as a witch, and also winks at this girl uh, that she sees. Um, she's saved by um, the rest of the group, because uh, she's about to be hung for being a, quote, witch. Uh, Rory, is it Rory? Not Rory. Um, Atom, he wakes up and he is um, like a cave in the dinosaur kind of era. And he tries to kill a, a dinosaur with a broken stick. He doesn't actually attempt it because um, who is it that comes in and saves him? Is it uh, Heatwave? Yeah, Heatwave. Yeah, Heatwave. He comes in and saves him, but that, that was kind of cool. Um, those are the only two characters that were scattered. Uh, um, the new character they introduced was this historian guy who somehow is able to detect changes in the timeline on a sub on some level. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He has an interesting arc as well, but that goes over a couple three seasons, uh, a couple three episodes. So again, can't talk too much. Don't want to spoil it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're um, scattered around time and Rory is kind of left behind. And I did hear a lot of people talking about he hasn't been in this season that much. Um, so, well, he's like, lost his foil so much, so he's just been kind of hanging in the background. Yeah. Um, so he turns up later as like a... Is it a hologram, you'd call it? Yeah. But, yeah. And then uh, speaks to the rest of the group and then he says, you know, you're the best group that I've had, etc., uh, which which was quite nice, um, and then he says, you know, I'm going to leave you guys to, to do your missions. Um, and then the big reveal at the end is the Justice Society of America show up, and I don't know any of these characters' names, I'll have to learn them as the show tells me their names. Um, I did see, is it Stargirl, the character's name? Yeah, the, the yeah, one with the staff name is Stargirl. Yeah. Uh, uh, she, she was in like a second of the, the trailer, like a split mm-hmm. second of it. Um, so she's the only character I kind of recognize and have a name for. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what they, where they, what they do with all these new characters. Yeah, the next, the next episode is when they reveal all that, and then they reveal what's going on with Damien Dark. So the next one will be the interesting one to watch. Cool. All right. Um, but yeah, that's that's the episode. I enjoyed it. I'm glad that they've moved on from the Vandal Savage stuff, obviously, because that was all of last season. Um, I don't think I'll be missing Hawk Guy or Hawk Girl, especially with these new these new Justice Society of America characters. And you've already got plenty of characters in this show as well. So um, I'm not gonna say I don't like those two characters, but I, I just could, you can put them on the sidelines for a bit. Um, not that we really got Hawk Guy for that much of last season because we didn't, because um, he kind of quote died almost at the start and then came in towards the end. Um, but yeah, some great episodes. Um, if I had to rank them, I'd say the Flash was the best one, and then maybe Arrow, and then uh, Legends, and then Supergirl. That's not to say Supergirl was bad, that's just uh, somebody has to go last. Um, but yeah, that's it, unless you have anything else you want to say on these episodes? No, I'm about the same with you. I'm still, you know, Flash is the head, then I have uh, yeah. Arrow and Supergirl tied, and go Legends of Tomorrow with the bottom one. Just because mm. I think, at least from the episodes that I'm ahead of you on, they've kind of lost some of their direction without uh, right. Captain Hunter. All right. Um, yeah, I see kind of the general consensus is that uh, the Flash is the best one. Uh, 
But yeah, that's it for this week's DCTV. If you'd like to check out everything else on the website, it's entertainmenttalk.org. Again, if you're using the desktop version, the categories may be a little scattered, but if you need to find something specific, you can also, you can always just search for it. Um, which, you know, if you want to type in a specific thing, that's the way to do it. So you can go there, entertainmenttalk.org. I may start putting our podcasts on YouTube. Now what I would do, I've done it before, is I would basically pick a logo and then make that as the video and then just put the audio in because uh, it may uh, it may help us out as well because uh, it would help with kind of some YouTube exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I may do that in the future. I won't do it this week because I, I just don't have time this week. I may be able to do it next week because we don't have t- uh, TV podcasts next week. So um, that should be quite, that should be good fun. Uh, but if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at eTalkUK. Um, that's for updates as well as posts. So um, as I tweeted out earlier about the categories and stuff, um, they still all work. They're just in a bit of a random order because uh, I'm moving them around. Uh, and that probably won't get finished today, and then that'll probably be sorted on Monday, just to let you guys know the rough time. Uh, and yeah, if you have any inquiries, any feedback, any you'd like to say about the website anything we can improve or do better or something that we're doing terribly so that we can stop doing it um, you can email us at entertainmenttalk at hotmail.com that's it for this week thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next piece of content goodbye bye bye <laughs>